Welcome to Shaped by the Word, Season 2, Day 317. We left off in Acts 4 yesterday where we saw um, Peter and the apostles standing before you know, the Jewish leaders and beginning to, to say, hey, this is exactly um, how this man was healed. That the God you know, has, through Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, God has raised him from the dead. And, and so we see this courageous and bold proclamation of the gospel. We see an incredible prayer from the disciples. And then we enter into the unity of the believers that you know, they're all one in heart and mind in, in Christ Jesus, and they begin to share their possessions. And we, we leave it really on a, on a great note, you know, that, man, the, the believers are in unity together. And then all of a sudden we get to Acts chapter 5, uh, where we will be to more, uh, today, and we find that there is a break in unity. There, there is, while well, we have this um, incredible passage just before this where we see something um, we see something wrong in the community as well and so we'll pick up in Acts chapter 5 but before we do um, let me pray for us Father we thank you for your word we thank you for time in it where we're constantly renewed and transformed and reminded of your grace to us and so as we read Acts 5 um, today Father would you strengthen our hearts um, would you transform us? Would you give us a great glimpse of Jesus? Thank you for the grace we have in him. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 5, verse 1. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied um, just to human, human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used, uh, used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Then Then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. 
When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail uh, for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you, are, you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are, are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him by his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put him to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudius appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was kill killed, and all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching or proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Hmm. So Acts 5, we start out with kind of a crazy story where there's trouble in the in the community and mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i mean you have to love x5 because we encounter kind of two problems yeah. you know we see selfishness is still amongst god's people mm -hmm. but then also we see persecution is beginning to ramp up and the apostles are finding themselves persecuted and yet in this persecution they're rejoicing that they're counted worthy to suffer for the sake of christ and and you also have to love you know we've seen several speeches now or messages from peter and every single time, you know, in these sermons from Peter, he's, you're the one who killed the author of life. You're the one who put Jesus on the, on the cross. And yet God continued, you know, God is the one who raised him from the dead and continues to testify to this day. Um, and so we have a lot happening in the life of the church. But as y'all read it and um, reflect on it, what are some things that stand out? You know, Ananias and Sapphira, that... You know, because you're, you're reading like through it, right? And you're like, you, especially when you're in chapter four, you're like, man, this is such an awesome group of people. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so Ananias and Sapphira, they're selling some land. They're doing, oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's really shocking, you know, mm -hmm. to see that they're dropping dead. And, and, you know, kind of curious, like what is going on with this? You know, what is, what mm -hmm. is behind this? And, yeah. and you kind of begin to see, you know, because we ended that last scene with Joseph, you know, he, he sells a field. 
and he brought it seems to be all the money and he put it down and and, and you have to think people were like man joseph that is so amazing so sacrificial and then we we meet ananias and sapphira and they kind of appear to be doing that but they're really mm-hmm. keeping some of it for themselves and so there's this there's this tension, right? They, they kind of appear to want the credit and, and maybe the prestige of, of, mm-hmm. of sacrificially giving into the kingdom. And, and yet what we see, though, is, you know, God, he's not after kind of these, these outward appearances of devotion, you know, these kind of like, you know, look at me moments. But mm-hmm. he, he's after our, our heart and our, our true devotion, not, not a devotion that's maybe geared to kind of get people to, to be wild at us or... Mm-hmm or to think that we are so spiritual and so kingdom-minded. And so there's a lot going in that scene, but it is always just that reminder where I always have to mm-hmm. check my own heart of, am I living in a way that is just kind of doing these motions that look good before men and, mm-hmm. and hoping to get their praise for it and knowing that that is a very dangerous mm-hmm. way to live. Yeah, I kind of looked at that and thought, you know, on the surface you think it's about the money. Well, it wasn't about the money, I think what was happening that could have under, really undermined the church mm-hmm. was a lack of authenticity, um, selfishness, um, deceit, and lying. And I, I do feel like those are the things that would could eat away mm-hmm. at um, you know just this vitality mm-hmm. and the mission of a group and of, of of the church. And so I really felt like when they were willing to lie. And, um, you know, be, be selfish, that those were some heart things that just needed to be addressed. And, of course, yeah. they were dealt with very firmly. And so that would put fear, you know, because, yeah. if anything, the fear of, like, I'm just like that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, this is this makes it yeah. this is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And you begin to see how the early church interprets, you know, some of these sins. It, yeah. It's not just that they sinned against the community or against the apostles mm-hmm. or they're lying to brothers and sisters. It's you lied to the Holy Spirit. You conspired against the Spirit of the Lord. And mm-hmm. I mean, that is, you know, deep down what all of our sin is, is it's mm-hmm. not just a rebellion against one another, but it's a rebellion against the Lord. And and so you're seeing the seriousness of sin, mm-hmm. the, the damage it causes amongst the community. And, mm-hmm. um, and kind of a shift from sort of, you know, the keeping of the commandments, which for so many was an outward show, yeah. to just a real serious you know, dealing with sin inwardly, you know, which I think is important. Yeah. When you have to love to the power that's at work, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about those signs, wonders, miracles that are occurring as the message of the gospel is being authenticated. I mean, you have people just trying to get in Peter's shadow. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you imagine what that's like? And and it reminds me too of just people, man, whatever it takes, we can just get to Jesus. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, you know, we we Mm -hmm. saw that with him. And now that same power that was at work is at work in the apostles. And they're saying, if we could just get in the shadow of these guys, mm-hmm. you know, how incredible that would be. And then obviously you have, you know, Gamaliel and he gives his, his pretty wise speech here, you know, like, be mm-hmm. careful. You, you might be going against God, fighting against God. Um, we need to be very careful what we're doing here. So he obviously persuades them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the apostles, they do get flogged <laughs> uh, or not to speak again in the name of Jesus, which obviously is not going to happen. But then what an incredible ending. The apostles left the Sanhedrin being flogged, you know, night in jail, rejoicing that they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace mm-hmm. for the name, which is mm-hmm. for Jesus. And, you know, then they, then they, <laughs> they never stop proclaiming, you know, to keep going. But, you know, if, if we're going to suffer disgrace or, mm-hmm. or even just suffering, 
we're usually thinking, what did I do wrong? You know, like what did I offend God somehow? Why yeah, is he not that's true. blessing me? And yet yeah. they're going to say, no, we're following Jesus, the, the one who was crucified, who suffered disgrace at the hands uh, of sinners. And if we're going to be following him, that's probably very likely mm-hmm. going to be true of us as well. Which again is kind of a sobering uh, thought when we just think about our day-to-day following of Jesus. And I have to say that type of suffering is what really advances the gospel. I mean, when people are willing to die, quote unquote, for a cause, and of course this cause was (laughs) big, (laughs) this is what advances the gospel for sure. How cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's day 317. Um, It's a great great passage, great great reflection to end on. Um, David, would you close us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Oh, Father, we, we truly do ask you would give us um, give us the energies to, to be willing to even suffer for the sake of the gospel um, here in the, in the suburbs and in the West and in, in an area of affluence and comfort. It is so easy to go so long um, without truly suffering and giving up for the sake of Christ. And yet we see our our brothers and sisters here um, suffering for you in order that the gospel would advance, which is a gospel that came to us. And so we know that their suffering was not in vain, but it advanced the gospel so others could hear, they could believe, and they could be saved. And so may we have the same heart of wanting others to hear and to believe and be saved. And if it's through our suffering, um, Father, may, may it be so um, for your glory and our ultimate joy is we see men and women come to know you. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.